0: We were discussing what to talk about today, and you had come up with the idea of putting together a top three list or a top ten list um, of what things you do to be more productive. Um, And it was it was funny because your list had what I would call uh, disciplines and my list really had um, I was interpreting it as things or objects in my life. Um, And I ended up listing a bunch of apps. So today uh, I think we'll maybe we'll see if how much recording we have, but maybe we'll split it into uh, two episodes um, and start off talking about your list of the top three disciplines. And I'll give you my list as well as far as disciplines that I, I have that have helped me a lot. Maybe we'll have some honorable mentions and then we'll also, um, In the next episode, we can talk about those top apps and how helpful those uh, apps are or types of apps are for my phone and how that's helped me be productive. So, Eric, you want to go ahead and take it away? Let me know. So what's your I guess we could start with what's your third most important discipline? What's your second most important discipline? What's your first most important discipline? So go ahead. And what's number three on your list?
1: Okay. Um, first, I do want to say it was pretty funny that we were talking about and like a uh, a numbered list of productivity uh, items and our minds went in different directions. I think when we get, get to that second episode, it might become a little bit more clear why I steered towards disciplines, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to give any spoilers just yet. Um, <laughs> Um okay, so yeah, let's see. Um uh, productivity disciplines, things that I like have really tried hard to do or change in my life um in order to become more productive. And uh the way I thought about this was like the the top things that give me like the most bang for my buck. Um, even though some of these are just more like time investments than actually spending money, but um we'll see. Number three. I have here uh, is um, something that I can apply to a lot of different areas. Um, it's partitioning up my tasks. So I try to, uh, I guess what I mean by partitioning is taking any thing that I need to do that is kind of big or maybe abstract and finding ways to break it up into like one to three hour blocks so that I can, uh Find a way to dedicate time to each of those tasks without getting distracted because maybe I'm pretty easily distracted. Um, And then it also helps me measure progress better that way. Um, Another thing that ties into this is by partitioning my tasks, like breaking them up into smaller tasks, it uh, allows me to avoid multitasking. Um, This is something. I think generally is discouraged like bouncing around from one task to another and trying to accomplish three things at approximately the same time um just seems like it's not a good idea it may make you feel busy and uh the side effect may be that you seem productive when you complete three things all at once um however I'm really bad at doing that when I do those context switches I uh, very easily like lose my place on whatever I was working on. And so getting back into it is a lot more challenging. So um, that's one of the reasons why I try to uh, break up things that I'm working on is similar to this. And then uh, I guess the uh, another aspect of this is after I break up a task, like I try to batch things almost in like um what's it called? Like assembly line fashion, fashion, where I just do the same thing over and over. Like for example, there's a couple of, um, websites or businesses where I do some social media copy. So I try to lump those together so that I can get in the mindset of doing social media and be using the same tools. Um, and it seems to help me move through them more quickly. Um, but I also do the same thing with laundry, for example. So, once the laundry's done, I pull everything out, I sort, and then I fold, and then I hang. I don't do it one clothing item at a time. I don't like pull it out, fold it, hang it up, and then move on to the next piece. Does that make sense? That
0: makes total sense. I mean, that sounds like an assembly line type mentality. Um, and I like the idea of the social media doing all your social media in one batch because it gets back to the whole multitasking point that you were making um one of the reasons that i multitask i'm not saying it's a good reason but i'm just saying what, what ends up making me multitask is when i'm doing especially we're both software developers so we might be doing something on the computer that could take a couple of minutes well that's just going to end up either getting me to watch or listen something on the internet while i wait or it might end up me doing another task like checking my email, the next thing I know, like it's 15 minutes, and that task that I was previously waiting on was already done. Um, and so, what I like is you're essentially like batching the tasks that could take a while and making all those tasks as part of one uh, schedule or one event. And I think that makes a
1: lot of sense. And I've never really scrutinized whether batching or that assembly line method. Um, is more productive than like the partitioning or like breaking up tasks. Um, But I kind of see them like coupled very nicely, at least in the style that I like to work. Um, My wife, for example, is really good at multitasking. Maybe it's just because she has practiced a lot. And so she has become a lot better, but I am not. And so this is a method that helps me make the best use of my time.
0: So one thing I haven't mentioned this, but... I'm hoping we have it fixed, but our dishwasher stopped working a couple of days ago. Just like we'll run it and it won't be um, it just won't be working. Uh, The dishes will be dirty and wet, but not clean.
1: (laughs) Are you the dishwasher?
0: Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Or what we do is now it's like, okay, if I'm going to cook dinner, I'll wash dishes while I'm waiting for dinner to cook. And it's kind of a batch way to batch those tasks into one area um, as opposed to like um, you know, saying, okay, tonight I'm going to wash dishes. It's like, well, it just makes sense. Wash dishes while I'm cooking dinner because then that way I can pay attention to the food while I'm right in front of the sink at the same time. Yeah. D- dishwashers are a pain in the neck. I, I don't even want to get into that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just say I have, uh, I have my own grievances with dishwashers as well, but okay. Um, <laughs> what else?
0: um see. I, think, I think that's too. a really good point i think like talking about batching an assembly line type task completion is very important I, I i think it's a really good point to
1: make i find it a um it can be a pretty good mental exercise as well because sometimes it's not obvious how you could break down a big task yeah exactly
0: So what's next on your list, Eric?
1: Uh, The next one is uh, not something that is applicable to very specific things. It's more like um, keeping myself accountable. I do a a weekly check-in with a friend of mine. And so we meet. um, Usually these meetings go for an hour or so. But what we do is uh, we actually create a week-long checklist. Of all the different things that we plan on or want to accomplish, and it's not just um, it's not just business. Um, Although both of us do freelancing, and so we have four or five different organizations that we're doing work for at any given time. But it can also be things like side projects or personal things um, that are just calendar items. And we want to be able to acknowledge that we have those things. They're taking up time, which you know, if it's something like um, getting our teeth cleaned or a haircut or something like that, you know, may not on the surface seem like uh, something that's helping us be productive, but you know, it's taking away time that we would otherwise be able to spend somewhere else. Um, so, knowing what I am going to be doing or what I want to do for the next week is really nice. Being able to group those tasks. Is also pretty nice. And then uh, having that weekly check in is another way to help myself stay accountable. I've done some working on my own where I didn't do this kind of a check in and I was only accountable to myself and definitely noticed that I slacked off. Like I would um, get distracted and uh, not ultimately end up accomplishing as much as if I had to actually report to someone who would be asking questions about why I didn't get as much done as I had hoped to or wanted to. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that completely makes sense. Um, when we get into apps, I think I'll talk a little bit more about weekly check-ins and how, how I do that, um, using, using my iPhone. But I think it's important to always look back on your to-do list and just kind of doing that accountability, not just like accountability like this needs to be done or but more so like what was the thing that that prevented us from doing it what was the thing that held us back let's just here's a reminder to make sure that we do do it this week if we need to um, and yeah I, I really like I think a week is about a good good period of time maybe two weeks at most um yeah, maybe three weeks I think it really depends on on the context and what kind of activities we're exactly talking
1: about have you ever worked in an agile environment where you do like uh sprints or anything like that?
0: We used to do standups at my previous employer and that, that was about the extent of it. Um, there are weekly sprint meetings. So that pretty much I left around the time <laughs> that things were really improving quite a bit, honestly, uh, when it comes to agile, and that was, I mean, that wasn't the reason why, I, why I left. That was just, that was just the timing of it things were getting better when i was leaving
1: <laughs> okay hopefully there's not a strong correlation between those two no 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 no, no. <laughs> um, let's see so i asked because now that i say this out loud this weekly check-in to me almost sounds like um like sprint planning breaking up things into small tasks and then laying out a sprint's worth which i never had a single week sprint at any at any place i ever worked at but <laughs> I guess for the most part, I am a team of one or two people most of the time. So a smaller sprint might make sense. And one week is a, a good measure of time for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing. Um, since I'm actually talking about this, I, I print it out. So it has check boxes, It's all grouped up and it's always sitting there next to me. So I can easily just turn my head and look at it and, right now i'm looking at it and it reminds me that the checklist can also act as a um um almost like a progress meter so now uh let's see we're recording on a wednesday and so it's the third day into the week and i can very easily tell i don't have close to half of my items checked off which means that i need to ramp up my work or if i really want to get this stuff done need to find more pockets of time to squeeze this stuff in. So um, that can also help with my productivity.
0: That's a great way to have that visualization there and actually see it. So one thing is like with your weekly check-ins, always allocate time for everything you plan on doing and having that visualization in your calendar saying, okay, this is a 50 minute block of time for me to do this quick thing. Or this is, uh, you know, you batch a bunch of really quick tasks and you say, I'm going to take a half an hour and I'm going to do all these tasks here. Uh, and just h- having that allocation for your time is super important. And then like with that weekly check-in, you're making the plans now for, for what you actually intend on doing. My last point is pretty much the same of what, what you're saying. Take time during the week to look to your to-do list and make time to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely make sure to incorporate anything from my calendar into that checklist that I print out as well. When we talk about apps, then,
0: I'll talk a little bit more about how I do that. Cause there's a lot of ways that make it a lot easier, but yeah, making sure to take time during the week to go from to-do list to calendar appointment is super important. And we took, we discussed this previously on episode three goals and actions about my blog post just to making sure to take time to make time for those to-do list items is super important.
1: So what, uh, what's next on your list? Uh, the third item is something that I try really hard to do and have gotten, I feel like I'm pretty good at it at this point. Um, I've also kind of alluded to it in the first episode, but when I wake up, I try to start moving right away. So um this is almost like um I'm gonna tie this into the first episode and the previous episode. So the it's like the five second rule applied to waking up. So uh when my alarm goes off, um, or sometimes I wake up before my alarm, I try to get out of bed right away. I don't try to toss and turn or Um, sometimes I hit snooze, but it's very intentional. Like the five second rule, you either decide you're getting out of bed or you're going to dedicate more time to sleep. Um, and for me, it's usually pretty obvious if I need more sleep, um, that momentum of getting me out of bed and going through my morning routine, um, which includes, uh, the basics like breakfast, but also some things like, uh, stretching, um, or a light jog or something like that. Um, that momentum keeps me going throughout the day. So um, it also helps me prioritize my health first. Um, this is something new I've been thinking about because I'm trying to find ways to explain to my daughter why it's important to do a uh, what we call her morning chores. Um, which maybe I shouldn't call them morning chores, but taking care of our body, or like um, just being health conscious when we wake up. And taking care of ourselves, that that little bit of self care helps me persist and stay energized throughout the rest of the day. Um, on the flip side, if I do like on a weekend, I don't have any strong reason to jump out of bed right away, and I sleep in a little bit or um, I toss and turn, and oh, like sometimes I'll even pull out my phone and just do something um, like not productive, like jump on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. I can feel that lack of motivation also persists throughout the day. Like uh, it just feels like I am not as energized and like I'm not accomplishing as much when I just have a slow start to my day. So uh, thoughts on that?
0: I'm about getting up and getting moving right away. What's the alternative?
1: I think the alternative is just hitting snooze a bunch of times, not actually sleeping, just kind of like moaning and groaning and like, this mindset that you're dragging yourself out of bed. Like, like I talked about in the first episode, when you jump out of bed, like you should feel great. Sleep is supposed to recharge you. Um, so getting yourself in the state where you're up, you're moving, your body is ready for the day. Um, like having that feeling is just awesome for me. Um, and it's something like definitely in high school and college, I wanted to sleep in a lot. And like, I just wanted to hang out in bed and just stay where it was comfortable and avoid doing work. Um, and making that transition has helped me so much. Um, so the the other thing I wanted to explain here is that I feel like it doesn't matter when you wake up so much as like when you get up. Um, you are very intentional about it. So um, I don't know if it's implicitly more productive to wake up at four or five or six o'clock in the morning, but if your, if your job has you working some kind of a, uh, an alternative shift than the usual nine to five, you know, if your normal wake up time is 11, then I guess I'm just proposing like for me, like getting up at eleven, making it very intentional, um, taking care of myself, um, and then focusing on like how that just gets me moving and building that momentum. Like saying that I accomplished some things like without my health, I can't really have a whole lot of anything else. So taking care of that is like my biggest accomplishment of any given day. And then anything else is just motivated by that. Does, does that help? That totally helps. Yeah. I think it's important to,
0: I think if you're on vacation, it makes sense to basically like, you can take your time if you want to. But the 90% of our lives, even weekends, it's important to just, yeah, get going. I think this goes towards my other item on my list that I had, which was working out. Um, I just find that, and especially in the morning, Making it part of your schedule, putting a weekly calendar event for like three times or two to four times a week, depending on how often you want to do it, is super important. And you know, if you have interruptions or you need to reschedule something, going back to using your calendar, you can always just drag that slot to another day of the week so you can make sure you're still getting your three times a week workout in. Another thing, going back to health. Uh, just make it like integrate it as part of your life. For instance, I keep a backpack of my workout clothes always with me and an extra pair of clothes to change into. So if I have time to work out, I can always just go do it and shower there. And then I'm ready to go and move on to my next event. Um, and then lastly, I wanted to say is uh, just integrating not necessarily exercise by integrating more calorie decreasing calorie expending things and activities into your life over calorie increasing things Uh, with the summertime, you know, if we're going to go get ice cream with the family, we're going to go on a long walk before we do that. And not just a matter of like, kids, we're going to make you work for it, but more like making that part of the, going back to like our our discussion in episode four about the power of habit, um, just making that like reward cycle. Activity reward cycle part of the part of the incentive of not just sitting on our butts eating ice cream and and, and getting fat, uh, but making the working out the going for a stroll and then uh, ha- having a reward after that as part of the habit cycle. Uh, and then, like another yeah, thing, I is, really like that. Another thing is we uh, I've started making walks. Like I'd rather start doing like walking meetings as opposed to uh, lunch meetings because I find that to be both more stimulating and more if you know I find somebody that's willing to do it I find that also just more rewarding especially now that the weather's improving here in the Midwest.
1: I like those. I um, I haven't really thought about generalizing this uh, approach of just being intentional about you know taking care of your. So like having that mindset of earning the reward and um, balancing out calories from that regard. Um, But I'm totally going to steal those and try them out.
0: So, yeah, I think that's a really good list, Eric. Did you have any other thoughts or any other things you wanted to mention?
1: Yeah, I suppose there's one more that jumps to mind. It has more to do with um, restricting my availability. Well, at least in my past, uh, especially working in a team environment, it's very easy to uh, have my attention interrupted and get pulled in different ways. So now that I am working on my own uh, most of the time and... I have a lot fewer hours to actually dedicate to work since I pick up my daughter and then spend time with her in the afternoons. Um, I don't have a full eight hour workday anymore. So making the most of those three hours I have every morning is um, something I need to think about really hard. So um, I'm as productive as possible. And the way I have uh, been really successful with that is restricting my availability by uh, turning off like on my phone. I turn off every kind of notification except for badges. Um, So uh, that also means turning on almost always during working hours. Do not disturb or nighttime mode is on so that my phone doesn't buzz. It like the screen usually doesn't come on. Um, And then I also snooze applications like uh, Slack, where I can say like I'm not available. So people can still message me, but um, they'll get some kind of automated response or not see that I've received the response um, for that block of time so that I can sit down and actually focus on um, the things that I want to accomplish that morning. And then same with um, same with any kind of messaging like email. I try and only do that in batches um, a couple times a day. Although, Like you said, sometimes if I have a few minutes of downtime, I'll hop into my email app and just see if there's anything that I can just read and like snooze or respond to really quick. Um, And then the other way I try to restrict my availability is line up meetings back to back when I can, because um, since I work from home, having to drive somewhere and meet with someone If they want to meet for an hour and it takes me 20 minutes to drive there and 20 minutes to drive back, that hour meeting is not one hour of my time. That's basically my entire morning. So I try to be very careful about setting up meetings, trying to double dip, like lining up two meetings at the same coffee shop or uh, near enough to each other that I can save on driving time. Um, do you do anything like this?
0: Yeah, I, I tried to, mm, the batching meetings. I don't try to overgo overboard with that because I find I get really burnt out and I start losing context. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I definitely am in the same boat where it's like, especially if we're going to meet. I'm always like, hey, let's just meet at the same place I'm at in my previous meeting. Or I try to, like, arrange things um, so that way they're in the same geographic area or d- different like the same side of town. So that's one thing I have tried to do, but yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from as far as like, if you're going to have a one hour meeting, that could be your whole whole morning, pretty much shot. Um, And, but I definitely am on board with, I use that do not disturb quite quite a bit more probably in the last month or so. Because there just is nothing that important um, that needs to interrupt whatever work I'm doing, especially when it's like something that's a batch, batch related or ba- um, a batch task. So, yeah, I'm totally on board with that.
1: Okay. Another item I just thought of is um, I use uh, social media blocking software as well. So, Um, I can only access that in certain ways um, that are in line with the social media um, posts that I need to make each week or month. Um, So uh, let's see, the one that jumps to mind is called, uh, I think it's a Chrome extension called Facebook Feed Eradicator. And that one prevents you from opening up a Facebook tab and just scrolling through all zombie-like And just reading a bunch of the monotony of um, Facebook as a way to like kill your time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I really like that, Eric. That's a really good, um, really good idea. And we'll put links in the notes to that. Well, I think that's a really good list. Um, We'll return next time. And I think we can go through a list of apps that I use uh, on my iPhone to get me even more Productive and how I use those properly. Does that sound like a good plan? Yeah, sounds like an awesome plan. Thank you for listening to the OK Productive podcast with Leo Dion and Eric Gillespie. Music provided by Elisha Fitch Cook. You can follow us on Twitter at OK Productive as well as our Facebook page. Be sure to subscribe to OK Productive wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll catch you soon.